0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. Your host, Mike Russin here. Good to have you guys with me today. Thank you all for tuning in, regardless of where you're at, where you're from, what time it is. I'm just so happy to have you guys here with me. and um, grateful. And, uh, you know, I want to start today by saying life is brutal and unforgiving. Life is brutal and unforgiving. And I think we all know this at this point, and if you don't, you're, you're lying to yourself, that life is very hard, that life is full of suffering and anguish and pain, and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of really great things <clears throat> about being alive in life, and there's a lot of beauty and joy and just awesome, awesome things that we get to experience, but at the end of the day, you know, like the viper, the, the viper, the Bible says, we're a vapor, we're a mere vapor, we're, we're dust in the wind, we're grass that's green one day and brown and gone the next. It's, our lifespan is so short and it just seems so brutal. And I think that what separates the people that make something of themselves on this earth and the people that end up dying and are forgotten within a Generation or two, it's very simple. I think it comes down to discipline. You know, in in discipline, people have these odd connotations associated with discipline. They think of, you know, people in the military. And I, I know people that have served that lack discipline. You know, or they think of, you know, like parental discipline, or they think of, you know, they have a lot of negative connotations associated with with discipline and thus it becomes you know this dirty word that people don't like and you know that's the thing it's always going to be a, a word that people don't like because discipline is uncomfortable but you know if I could sum up what discipline is it's doing what you're supposed to be doing when you're supposed to be doing it how you're supposed to be doing it regardless of how you feel you know, I, I read this interesting thing the other day. It said that if you're faced with two choices, pick whichever is most painful in the short term. When you're faced with two choices, pick whichever is more painful in the short term. Because if you pick what's more comfortable in the short term, you will suffer in the long term. And it seems to have a compounding effect. You know, your alarm goes off in the morning the most painful short-term decision is to get up out of bed. You know, you arrive at the gym like I am right now, and it's supposed to be leg day, and legs are the most painful thing to to work, but instead you decide to hit chest again for the third time this week. Some of you have been there. Discipline, that short-term pain of choosing to save or invest money instead of frivolously spending it on something that you want really badly but don't need. So in every endeavor in life, we should seek to pick the option that is most painful in the short term because this will protect us and guard us against long-term pain. Short-term difficult decisions lead to an easy life when decided upon properly. The way that you can make your life easier in the future, and life is never easy, it's easier, is by picking the short-term painful options, by experiencing the pain in the here and now, you set yourself up for future success and comfort. It's called sacrifice. Sacrificing what you want right now and who you are right now for what you want someday and who you want to be someday. What did you sacrifice today on the altar of your pain and weakness to become the person that you're destined to be? The scariest thing is, I heard this years ago, what if at the end of your life somebody showed you everything you were supposed to be versus what you became? What if somebody at the end of your life showed you everything you're supposed to be versus what you became? And I think a fundamental issue today that prevents many people. Now, there's been more than a billion, more than billions of average people throughout the course of human history. We only have 2,000 years of really solidly recorded human history. But throughout human history, there's been billions of average people. But today, in modern society, it is, it is easier to be average now than it ever has been in human history. And I think a big part, and I've talked time and time again about cultivating discipline in your life. And you could go back and listen to other episodes dedicated to discipline, but I want to really hone in on a specific aspect of discipline in modern society, and that is slowly breaking away and rejecting modernity. You know, we hear that quote that the industrial revolution and its consequences have been devastating, and it's true. You know, the more and more that I look at the spoils that we all enjoy of men before us that that have created this world of luxury, convenience, and comfort, the more that I'm reprehensibly disgusted by what I see. And the more that you start to separate yourself from the comforts of modern society, the more that you will start to see discipline spring up in your life. It's almost like modern society is like a tarp that you put over a patch of grass to kill it. You know, sometimes people, when they're starting a garden, they'll they'll cover a large patch of grass with a tarp, and that tarp cuts off, you know, sunlight, and water, and, and the grass withers and it and it dies. <clears throat> Many of you are caught under this tarp of technology and modern comfort. You're not growing; you're dying. So I want to encourage you today to find ways to break away from. Modern society, I'm not saying that you have to throw your cell phone in the river, although that would be ideal. Throw your cell phone in the river and go live in the woods in a, in a lean-to by yourself. But what I am saying is that you should be taking daily action steps, conscious, direct action steps, to start to mitigate some of the effects of technology and comfort in your life. Because a comfortable life is a painful death. It's a dishonorable death. And I want you to think about, you know, starting with your phone. I want you to start to practice your phone tracks pickups. I want you to start to cut your pickups by 30% a day. And then 50% from that previous mark. So let's say you had 500 pickups a day, which I bet you for some of you it's more. Let's try to cut that down by a third, and then let's try to get it down to 250. You know, you have to start to rewire your brain. We are impulsive creatures, and every time you give in to an impulse, no matter how innocent it may be, you're rewiring your brain to always say, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) You have to start to rewire your brain that when it shoots an impulse to you that you don't always act upon it. You need to learn to control your brain and your mind. And one of the ways that you could start to learn how to do this is when you go to automatically pick up your phone for absolutely no reason, stop. Don't pick it up. No, don't do it. Get your hand out of your pocket. Put it face down. Put it away. Get, get off your damn phone. There's life happening everywhere around you and you're missing out on it because you're a slave to a little glowing screen. How pathetic. So that's one way you could start to reject and pull yourself so small, so small, but so powerful. And watch, what happens? Every time you engage with technology, your happiness is going to go down long term. They've got us figured out, man. The people that make these apps, these phones, these devices, our entertainment are so incredibly smart and keen to how the human brain works. You are you are literally in the palm of your, their hand. It's incredible. We all are. Billions of dollars of research and development into learning how the human brain works, and how to. And it's very simple. It's just getting these dopamine hits every time you get a like or a comment or or anything, a thumbs up, whatever it may be, or a text that's all dopamine. Dopamine, little hits, and you get addicted. Put your phone down. The second thing you could do is stop wearing shoes. <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, but you should stop wearing shoes or invest in a brand of shoes that actually fits your feet. Modern shoes squeeze all your toes together. We're supposed to be large. Our toes are supposed to almost fray out and spread apart, flat-footed. Not what we have now. Many back problems and knee problems come from the shitty shoes that we wear on our feet. It's, okay, it's not going to get any greener here, Adna. No, let's go. There you go. Good morning. A third way you can start to reject modernity is you can start to embrace A more ancestral diet. I'm not saying liver king, for goodness sakes. Okay, I do eat raw organ meat, but I eat it solely for its benefits. Because its benefits are just, you can't argue with it. One piece of liver. If I eat three ounces of liver in the morning, I bet you I get more nutrients than 90% of you get in your entire day. Because you're eating processed, plastic, microwave, hot shit. Shoveling it down your throat all day long, and you wonder why you're depressed and fat. So br- embrace some more. I'm not saying it has to be all meat. I'm not saying you have to eat organ. I would suggest you eat organ meat, but I mean, even if you did a paleo, do the paleo diet, do a carnivore diet, you know, do a partial carnivore diet. Do it, but just eat real food, real cheeses, real honey raw milk, eggs, 100% organic grass-fed beef and chicken and bison and elk and, and real raw veggies and fermented veggies. I'm telling you right now, you'll change your life. So the third way you can change things up is with your diet. How much water are you drinking? You should be drinking a gallon of water or more per day. But that's the third way. And the fourth way, and I'm going to do a much longer episode on this someday, but the fourth way is to get closer to your family. You know, we were sold this lie of you need to grow up and move out of the house and get away from your parents and, you know, see them on holidays and you know, my dad and I right now, God willing, this works out. We're looking on a couple hundred acres. I uh, won't say where, but, uh, and we're going to, you know, this, this vision I've had of a commune is something that I'm going to bring to life here in the next decade. And my family will all live together. Parents, siblings, brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, daughters, cousins, even, will live together. You know, I think one of the biggest ways the, the, the world has intentionally destroyed the typical hierarchical family, the patriarchal family, and it's been a, a very intentional and methodical destruction. But I urge all of you listening today is to become closer to your family and embrace family and don't want to get away from your your family, oh, I gotta get away from my family. Like how? What a pathetic, self-centered, selfish thing to say. It really is. Well, my parents are assholes. Maybe it's because you're an asshole. You know, have you ever thought of that? Everybody loves to blame everybody else. It's so funny, and and they do such little self-reflection. It becomes everybody else's fault. Like And, you know, this is what I'll end on. If you're constantly attracting bad things in your life, it's because you suck, okay? It's, it, we talked about in my team meeting the other day, mirrored reciprocation, meaning that what you put out into the world 98% of the time, not 100% of the time, but 98% of the time is what you're going to get back. If I go into an elevator and I scowl and stare at the person that's in there, they're going to scowl and stare back 98% of the time. And 98% of the time, if I go in and I smile and say good morning, I'm going to get a big smile and a good morning back. Is this not true? Well, most of you are walking around scowling at the world, and it's pathetic. But we'll talk about that more later. All right, Pete.